everybody, it's Jillian Barbary. Welcome to another Nighttime with Jillian. I'm really excited about my next two guests because I have a little inside scoop about them. He's an amazing artist, musician, producer, writer, singer, whom I like grew up idolizing. And she, his wife, is a model, host, actress, queen of like home decor, queen of hair, queen of everything. And I want to share a little story. I was on a flight to HSN and I see two of my favorite people sitting together. I'm like, what the fuck's going on over there? So please welcome husband and wife team, Daisy Fuentes, Marks, and Richard Marks. Hi guys, thanks so much for joining Hi, me. Hi, Jillian. Hi, Gorgeous. How are you? I'm doing so good. I have to tell you, I was one of the first people to know that you guys got married. A lot of people didn't even know you were dating. And I remember Daisy sent me a picture of your wedding in Aspen and the snow, and it was so beautiful. And I, I was like, oh my God, like you guys give me, not that I'm ever getting married again, but you gave me so much hope and in, in the beauty of a relationship and how you guys support each other so much. You were with Daisy, Richard, at HSN supporting her. Daisy goes to your concerts. I wanna know everything. I wanna know, I know how you met, right? The very beginning, didn't Daisy interview you for MTV? No, no. we never met at MTV, which is so weird. That's okay. crazy. We, all those years I was introducing him at MTV. I was introducing his videos. Um, he was aware of me on MTV, of course. Boy, was I ever. But we he never wasn't. met. Oh, God. And one time he went to MTV, he thought I was interviewing I him. was told she was going to interview yeah. me. This was this would have been like 93, 1993, something like that. 93. How excited were you? <laughs> well, I mean, I was, you know, look, I was excited for the obvious reasons. But if I'm being really, really honest, and I've, I've said this before, I was actually excited to meet her and be interviewed by her not just because she was so hot and she was the it girl and she was daisy fucking fuentes and it was that what yeah. i knew about her from watching her for the couple of years that she'd been on before every time i would watch her on mtv i had this other additional thought about her which was she's super fucking smart and she's funny and i bet she's really cool it was really yeah. just at that point, I was doing so many interviews and it was such a grind and it was rarely fun. It was rarely different. It was all sort of the same questions and the same shit. And so I was really yeah. looking forward to being, spending some time with her and seeing if she was as cool as I thought she was. Plus, I also just was excited about doing a, a good, fun interview for MTV. So when I get to the, to the studio, She's not there. Shut up. Oh my God. We never oh met. my God. 30 years later, we kind of crossed paths on Twitter. On Twitter. And he took yes. my DM. Because <gasps> you were following each other. And well, how, okay, what, what does a Richard Marks do? What does he say when he slides into your DMs? That I well, want to know. We, we're kind of, we, we started a conversation through a mutual friend. They were having a conversation. Remember Martha Quinn? So he yeah, was having a conversation Quinn and I jumped in and they were giving me a 90s flashback and I just jumped into the conversation and he just said oh Daisy Fuentes and we were we had kind of lost track of each other completely and that's when I realized oh that's Richard Marks that she's talking to and then we started following oh. each other so now we're once oh. again radar and we we were following each other for like six months to a year before he slipped into my DMs. Oh, and even then, okay, very even good. Then initially, it wasn't flirty or anything like that. Yeah. It was just sort of like 
you know, she tweeted something that I thought was really cool. And, and so we just had a couple of back and forth, like, you know, hope you're doing well. I think I said, you know, if I'm, if I'm ever playing, you know, in LA or wherever you are, if you want to come to the show kind of thing, but it wasn't like, yeah. I wasn't being, I wasn't being that guy. Yet. Yeah. Cause I didn't know anything about or, him personally. He's so private. So I, I thought he was just, yeah. you know, married. He had a family. I wasn't really aware of any of that. And like a year after he just invited me to a show he was having in LA. And so when I asked my publicist about the show, she said, Oh, I represent him. So it was just weird coincidence. Oh, so then that's wow. we just got to meet each other. Yeah. I, I will tell you a story how I know when I first met Daisy and how cool she was. So she came on the show I was doing Good Daily. And of course I idolized her because you started out as a weather girl, right? Like like me. And I was like, oh my God, it's Daisy Fuentes, you know, and this hot Latina and she's so beautiful and she's so smart. And so I loved her hair color. And I said to her, because um, a lot of women in the business can be kind of, you know, secretive. They don't share. I'm the opposite. I'm like, yeah, whatever the fuck you want to know, whatever, you know. And so I said, where do you get your hair color? And she said, Lucaro. And I said, okay. So I, I got it wrong, and I called them up and I said, I want the same woman who does Daisy Fuentes' hair. And they're like, oh, well, yeah, no, we don't do Daisy. And I was like, oh, that's weird. So the next time she came on, I said, I tried to find your hair. She said, and I said, I went to. Luke, I, I had it wrong. And she goes, no, Lou Caro. And then I started going to your woman, you know? And um, yeah. I, I, that's when I realized how cool you were. Because a lot of women don't like to share and they're not girls' girls. And you've always been a girls' girl. You've always been a supporter of women. And that's why I think, you know, it has led to your success, this empire that you have built of lifestyle you. and, you know, beauty and and... I, it's just a really, I'm so proud and, and I, I can't say enough about you when people ask, you know, I, I, I'm like, you have no idea how cool this woman is. Cause people will sometimes get on Twitter. They're like, she doesn't age. I'm like, I know, right? Like you look exactly the same, right? Richard, like it's, it's, it's true. But I mean, I, it's just, you're such a good girl. You're such a good woman's girl, a supporter of women. I just wanted to put that out there. Now, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Okay, you guys have been quarantined. People. I gotta say the same thing about you because you are, you know, I've always felt the same thing about you from the moment I met you. You're so authentically you and I've always loved that about you as well. You know, everything Thank that you. you said about me, it's, it's who you are and I love you. And can I just add one more thing too, Jamie? Because when listening yes. to you describe your experience and your impression of Daisy, I realized that that's something that was a big turn on for me when I started to get to know her as well. Because as a man, there is this um, sort of pettiness or, or jealousy between women that when I'm aware of yeah. it, it's a turn off. It's a real turn off. Yes. And yes. she doesn't have that at all. And I noticed that really early on. That she all. was a real supporter of other women, that she was not jealous or petty and she was really confident and comfortable in her own skin yep. and it was a real turn on for me too when you guys are together and you're doing i love your tequila talk i think oh they should have a tequila company that would be amazing what do you do you feel like a collaborative project because i feel like you guys are so good together do you see doing something like that oh yeah i would love that i mean i think we've only just yeah. begun exploring things to do together starting with the podcast and um, which has been really, really fun. Yeah. Look, Jillian, I, I wanted to just mention, because in, in the beginning of our conversation, you said something that, you said something about, uh, oh, I'm never getting married again. We felt the same way. Yeah. We were both like, 
never going to get married yeah. again. And yeah. it wasn't until really? we were together for a couple of years that we, well, I, I started the process, obviously. Um, I started to realize that it was not about wow. this sort of decision. I'm never going to get, well, you have to always be sort of available to new Open. information and available to, you know, new feelings yeah. and stuff. And I can say that because of our decision to get married in the, at the time that we did in the way that we did, and because, and the reason that we did, which was no reason, we right. didn't, there was no agenda attached to us getting married. There was no, we, uh, we didn't need each other. She didn't need a man in yeah. her life to help oh, her with anything. Yeah. And I was at a point where I would have been okay to just sort of do my thing. And we were both in kind of in the same yeah. emotional place. And then when we found each other, and it was partly because it was later in life, we found our way to getting married in a really, I think, beautiful way. And and it's really become, I think, the focus of why we're, and it feels so weird to say this out loud, we talk about this all the time, to say that we're enjoying this time together is a little bit, I feel a little uncomfortable saying that yeah. sometimes out loud because I know so many people are suffering so badly, but, and I feel I bad about that, but we're not. We are so blessed yeah. and we're so grateful yes. that we have each other, that we have our right. circumstances. And, and that we like being together. We love we, each other. Getting we like I know. We like being together. Trust me, I watch you too. I know. And I sit there with my mouth open. I'm like, fuck, they really do. Like, I know you guys get along because I've seen you off camera. And I, I've always been amazed. And to your point, you said something interesting, Richard, that is the key to a solid, good marriage. Men need to be needed or wanted. You just said, like, you were... I remember saying that to my ex, like, I'm financially okay. Like, I don't need you, but I want you. I would think you'd make, that would make you feel good. No, it takes a very strong man to take on a successful woman and not feel threatened or feel like, um, I don't know what the word is. And you, you, you obviously had your own success. Daisy had her own success. So when you come together, it's just a, you know, you know, a unification of this beautiful thing, but it does, I believe, take a very strong and confident man. Because in my experience, you're the rarity, Richard. You are, um, you know, like I said, I saw you guys on the plane and I was like, wow, he's coming with her to HSN? Like, my, um, and, and, and you were so supportive. I go, I go and then I see Daisy. I just like hanging out with her. I know. He doesn't even mind when we're in a hotel and we're checked in for work for me and they call him Mr. Fuentes when he picks I'm up like, the phone. Yeah. He's fine with that. Hello, oh, this is Mr. Fuentes. He's fine. Room 14. <laughs> okay. You've just proven my point. When we first started dating, I remember saying to him, like, are you okay? What is wrong with you? Like, you're a rock star who just came off of a divorce for, you know, almost 30 years. And you want to be serious with a woman your own age? What is wrong with you? Are you sure about well, that? I, I did not believe Look in it. the fucking mirror, woman. I mean, it just, like you were like um, Cindy Crawford and you were all the same age. It's like a woman your age. Well, yeah, when you look like Daisy Fuentes, I don't care if you're 40, 30, 50. But, you know, you just brought up such a great point in that I remember I was doing a Nutrisystem commercial and they put up the Chiron and it said Jillian Barbary. And at this point I was married to 
a Reynolds. And he stormed out of the room. It was a rough cut. And he slammed the door. And I was like, did I look that bad in a bikini? What the fuck just happened? You know? No, it was because they used Barbary. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is a rough cut. We'll use Reynolds. Like, that says everything right there. Then you answer the room service and you're like, sure, Mr. Foot, whatever. I, I, I think that's a confidence, again, within you knowing who you are, Richard, your own success, your own life separate, and then bringing this beautiful uh, union together. But I remember Daisy, uh, and I don't even know if she told you this when we were talking, it was either on the plane or when we were actually at HSN, and you were promoting the hairline. And I, um, we were talking and you said, you know, we don't say anything, but we're getting married. And of course, I never said anything. You know, I felt like I knew the secret. I was so happy about. I was so excited for you too. And then you sent the pictures of the wedding, and I it just for that moment, you know, in time, it just gave me such hope. And you know, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm a real skeptic these days. I feel like I have a really bad picker. But um, you know, when you get it right, you get it right, and it's a lot of luck and circumstance and confidence and just that unity. And when it works, it's a it's a beautiful thing. And and so I I see it. And I feel like there are a lot of people that are going through horrible shit right now. You know, you guys have worked so hard to build what you've built and to be able not to just enjoy it being, you know, homebound, but to enjoy each other is a whole nother level. Now I know Richard, you have, I think, is you have three boys? Yeah. Well, men. <laughs> okay. So when I see pictures of them, I'm like, they're gorgeous men. Okay, that freaks me out. But how was it when Daisy first came along and you're like, hi, I'm with Daisy. And they're like, oh my God, she's the hot chick from MTV. Like, how does that work? <laughs> they actually had no idea. Really. I mean, they didn't really know. They they, I mean, they're, they're, my, my oldest will be 30 this year. So he would have been really little when she yeah. was sort of like, you know, and, and, they, and I didn't let, I didn't let the, the kids watch MTV until they were you know, old enough to understand yeah. Beach House. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say this, you know, that's been one of the other incredibly gratifying things about our relationship is that we, she didn't meet the boys until probably a year after we started okay. hanging out. Um, yeah. She was leery of it. They were, one of them was all, like all for it, but the other two were a little like, I don't know. And of course, you know, it was like coming off was, of such of course. a... Yeah, you know, you don't want to, especially meet the first <sighs> girl that your dad is dating right. after splitting. It's, and I get it. So I you were the really, first that he, you were the first that he dated. Well, no, I seriously, yes, but like seriously, I, yes. I, I made him date. I, I made him. What do you mean? Date. She broke up with me. Yeah. Stop it. Why? Because you wanted him. You're like, you, you got to so go out there and kind of. I knew yeah. sooner than I really should have known. There was just something that, and I remember even fighting wow. it even on my own, thinking, I'm, I'm finally single for the first time in my fucking life, and I'm madly in love with this woman. And I was like, oh. this makes no sense to me. Like, I feel like he, and he had this so much so going brilliant. on. Yeah. This was so, talk about confident. I just thought you need some time to yourself. You need to process everything that's going on. You've been through so much. She forced you. Me to you need to go out and, and be on your wow. own and go. I was heartbroken for a while. And, and, then and, you know, do I that for a while. And we kind of found wow. our way back to each other about six months later. Oh my God. It's just such a meant to be story. And I will tell you, um, you know, through my divorce, my ex got just got remarried and had a baby, and I really like his wife. And 
I mean, I think I get along better with her than I do with him for sure. But, you know, he and I share two kids together. And so they have a stepbrother. And it's kind of a beautiful thing when you can all just sort of put everything aside and um, and move forward and be like, there's so many well, blended my, families, so many dif different ways things work. My sons uh, don't just adore her for the fact that, and they have all at different times in the last couple of years, especially when we got married, because it was a very, it was just family. It was just a, you know, a handful of people at our weddings. They all made these toasts to Daisy about how grateful they were to her for making their father the happiest they'd ever seen him, which is pretty, yes. pretty oh amazing thing. In addition to that, they have, a, they have a friendship with Daisy individually, all three of them are close to her as a, as a friend or, or big sister or yeah. stepmom, yeah, whatever you want to call it. They're guys, you know, they don't really yeah. I'm here for them if they need that relationship. I'll be on the road. Guidance, you know, she's with, she's with me on the road most of the time, but once in a while, I'll, if I'm going, you know, Daisy will, Daisy would prefer to go to New York or Paris than she would maybe Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> so if I'm in Wichita, Kansas, <laughs> and I call home, this has happened several times. I'll call her after my show from the hotel and she'll, she won't answer. And I'll get a text saying, I'll call you back. I'm, I'm talking Brandon through a crisis or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh my God. called her to go, this girl is like, uh, what should I do? What you, am I coming on too strong? Like she's become a wow. great friend. To me. It's awesome. That's just incredible. I mean, the two of you are serious hashtag couples goals, you know? So now what, what are you looking forward to most after all of this is said and done and we get back to quote unquote, the new normal? Um, what are you guys, what are you thinking of? What, what do you want to do I'm first? I'm most looking forward to seeing my family and hugging my parents and seeing my nephews yes. and, you know, traveling to Miami and seeing my family and hugging your mom. Yeah. I haven't seen her Aww. in a long time. Same. I really miss hugging my boys. We're a really affectionate family. I, wow. I just really miss that. I miss that thing that we do. Yeah. And, and same with my mom. Yep. That's what we were, I was talking to Dr. Drew about today. You know, there's a mental aspect, especially kids. Mine are like, our summer's going to suck if we're still on lockdown. And my daughter was upset. And I get it because he was saying, well, you know, humans need that sort of interaction that, um, and you guys get to have that. So you're you know, really fortunate in that you have each other um, because some people uh, are alone and it, it's uh, really challenging, I think, mentally. Um, my kids have been with my ex up north. He's 10 hours north and I haven't seen them in the longest I've ever gone. Like I've had them for seven years, 90% of the time, 95. And now they've been up there for um, six weeks. And I, I'm going to tell you, it's like, Ay, ay, ay. Like it's, it's yeah. really, what are you doing, you're doing with everything? How are you handling? How are you feeling? And, and how are you dealing Thank with you. Thanks for asking. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm really thankful that all of my breast cancer and my chemo and my radiation was before COVID um, because I don't, I don't know. I'd be a little more terrified of going into a hospital situation mm. right now. Um, I, and Cedars was incredible. Um, what I learned about myself was that I've never been one to be, like I was offered Playboy four times, I always turned them down. When I got cancer, I was like, okay, chop them off. 
And they said, well, you can wear a cold cap. You'll keep your hair. And I'm like, well, okay, well, what's a cold cap? Well, you come in and you sit for four hours with a really cold cap on your head so that your, your, your follicles freeze. And by the time the chemo gets there, they think that it's dead anyway. So it goes back down. And I'm like, wait, so I have to do four hours of a cold cap, then four hours of chemo? Fuck that shit. I'd rather be home with my kids. So I went bald. And what I realized about myself was, you know, I've always been this person. Um, you know, back in the day, if I was wearing my Louboutins on air or my fabulous dress or very legere dresses, you know, that wasn't who I was. It was just, that's what I wore. But who I am is is me and I'm, I'm funny and I have a great sense of humor and I've got a good way to, you know, attitude to tackle life. And it really reinforced that for me. And so I think mentally I've become stronger and I'm doing really well to answer your question. Um, you know, you really dig into places when you get cancer that people don't like, it's not about the physical because I could have given two shits. I don't even have nipples right now. And I'm like, my friends are like, oh, you're gonna tattoo the 3D. And I'm like, eh, I'm too lazy for that. I don't have time to sit around and get tattooed nips. What it has done for me is made me so appreciative of, but people don't talk about the anxiety. So you're like, oh my God, what if it comes back as it was in my lymph nodes? And then what if I'm not there for my kids? And what if, so it's more of the anxiety that I struggle with and the depression. So I recently got on uh, something called Effexor to help me because I was like, I don't know what else to do. I, and why a year after I had chemo, is it all coming out now? So life throws you, you know, some shit balls and it's sort of how you deal with it. It's not what's being thrown at you. It's how you, how you accept the challenge, I guess, is a good way to say it, you know, yeah. So, yeah. best I could. Yeah. 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 Also, you know, Thank you for asking me that. Oh, of course. And I, I can only imagine everything that you've been going through. And then on top of it all, this as, you know, the icing on the cake, it can't be easy. Yes. I know that stress stress has a lot to do with everything so with the rest of your health hey, yeah it affects it all absolutely well the doctor the oncologist said to me a good attitude is probably 80 percent of this and um yeah. you know my family is in another country i have no siblings here no mother father um you know I felt there were times, and I don't have a husband, and I'm raising two kids on my own, essentially. There were times when I would just go into the shower and have, and I would let myself. I'm like, you're allowed. You're allowed to cry. You're allowed to get this out because you you, you are working. I work my jobs throughout everything. And it was just really a, a, a introspective, a personal period for me. And I feel like I'm on the other side. You know, you never know. Every day is a gift. And I try to sort of look at it that way. And I'm sure, I know you guys are the same way because I see how you guys are together and your attitudes. And I've known you, Daisy, for a long time. You've been always one of my favorite people in the business, women, because like Richard said, it is, it's a tough business. When you find gems, uh, especially women gems, they are, you flower them, you support each other and you lift them up because it just makes you that much better. Is it super competitive in the musician's world as well, Richard? Or are you sort of like, like I was speaking with comedians earlier, they can be super nasty and competitive. How is it for musicians of your stature? You know, I've been, I've been friendly with comedians over my life and I have noticed that much more so than in my business. Um, I know that it does exist. Uh, it certainly exists in any major, especially when you're dealing in an industry where you have to have 
whether it's a healthy or unhealthy ego, you have to yeah. sort of have a, an inflated sense of yourself in order to be bigger than life on stage. And there are things that, and, and it's a tightrope walk to kind of figure out how to maneuver success and attention and all that stuff. But to be honest with you, Jillian, you know, my experience with other musicians, especially male musicians, even guys who I used to compete with for chart positions, like we'd have a single out at the same time or an album out at the same time. And there was a little, right. I'm sure there was a healthy competition of, you know, well, I sold, you know, 200,000 more records than he did, whatever. But it's so fleeting and it's just sort of like typical stupid dude shit, you know? But yep. my yep. experience has been, uh, I've ended up collaborating with probably 20, at least 20 male singers who I used to compete with or, but I always loved yeah. what they do, you know, like, um, and some of them are older than me. So I grew up really admiring them. You know, Kenny Loggins is a great example. You know, he, he was probably biggest, one of the biggest influences on me as a singer when I was in high school. Wow. And when I started having hits, I knew him a little bit. We weren't friendly really, but then just coincidences happened and we ended up getting to know each other. And then we ended up writing songs together and I've performed with Amazing. him and like, and I and I I've, I've had the and this has happened with me with some other people too. But there's something really special about the pride I have in having contributed in whatever way to his success later on. So the songs wow. that we've written together, I hear him talk about how much he loves that song, or he'll perform that song and say, "I'm so excited to play this new song for you," or have me come and perform with him. That's like so validating for me as the kid in in my parents' basement in high school, you know, singing along wow. to Kenny Loggins. You're it's also very generous of your peers. I, I hear him also, you know, wax on about how much he admires his peers and people who you you yeah. eventually are working with and and that's very that's very nice. I admire that about you. You're, you're not a jealous. Now, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to brag, but I have had a rock star write a song about me and, or I influenced his song. Um, I won't mention the name of the band, but it rhymes with Ruru Pauls and uh, <laughs> the good Anyway, so I'm asking, does, has Daisy <laughs> influenced your singing? <laughs> has Daisy influenced this is what I do. This is what I do. I can't say who it is, but their initials are Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> you know me, I have no secrets and I can't, you know, I can't keep anything inside. But it was such a compliment. I'm curious, Daisy, yeah. um, I know Richard likes to play and I, I I'll watch him, you know, play his guitar and sing songs in the living room or, you know, in his car. Does he serenade you or has he written a song about you? Yes. Yes, he has. Right oh my gosh. Yeah. And we've also written <gasps> really? together. And we've yeah. written a couple together too. Wait, which has been really Do fun. you sing Daisy? Can you sing do Daisy? I? No, you don't Can you sing? sing? And I do, I do <laughs> sing. I shouldn't. And yeah. She okay, does. Good. It's one she thing she shouldn't. can't do. She's, you know, thank God she can't sing. It would just be like, fuck you on the cake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you could sing, oh, I'm like, oh, unbearable because I would be singing all the time. 
anything pie. I do sing all the time and I my kids hate it, but I love to sing and I can sing a little bit. But so you've inspired numerous songs from Richard. That's that's so I don't think there's anything more romantic than having a song written uh, for you or inspired by you. I think it trumps every fucking diamond or Porsche or house a guy could buy for you. Right? Like it's just so personal and incredible. I dated when I was working in Miami, which by the way is still my favorite city on earth. I only lived there for a year and a half and I know you're from there. It was a very romantic time. I was 24 and I was dating this guy and he was a musician and he wrote a song for me. And I remember thinking, this is the most incredible. I'm in the city of like, forget it. Miami is like so incredible. And as you know, and he wrote a song for me and I remember thinking, wow, this is it. And then I started dating one of the Miami uh, Marlins, the Florida Marlins, and then he never wrote me any songs. But <laughs> life has a way of taking turns, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. When we were first dating, really early on, I was making it my first album in quite a while. And we ended up writing the title track, which is called Beautiful Goodbye. But that was much later. But in the very early stages of making that album, I wrote a, this, the first song I ever wrote about her where I should say that she was the muse for this song. Because we were still, we were seeing each other, but it was still, we were, it was very was early, early days. But the the goosebumps and the butterflies in my stomach, which still exist wow. and all that stuff. I And so I wow. wrote this song that I still really, really love. And I think it's Beautiful. one of the sexiest songs that I've ever written. Um, it's called, Like the World is Ending. And the, 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 the last line of the chorus is, Kiss Me Like the World is Ending. And I oh. wrote the song and i called her and i said um are you are you around in the next day or so to come by the studio and visit me and i was at the studio in hollywood and so she said yeah i'll come by what are you doing and i said oh, i'm doing this, this and that i just love to have you come by and visit so she came to the studio the next day and i got to sing the lead vocal to that track to her through the glass oh my God. it was awesome it's the hottest oh my God. Ever. Ever. Right? For a woman, it's just like, it, it could, it brings tears to my eyes. It's a beautiful, you guys have such a beautiful love story and romance. And um, I'm just happy that you guys connected again, as you say, later in life, but you're still so beautiful, young and vibrant. And I, 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 I just, I love you both. And I, you, uh, you inspire me so much. And I just want to say thank you for coming on my show and sharing all of yeah. your beautiful secrets. and. Yeah. I adore you I both. And you inspire me and you inspire so many yeah. people. Yeah. And keep doing what you do. You know, Thank stay you. strong. You're so very loved. You got it, woman. Thank you so much for taking the time and connecting. It's nice to even see, you know, I can't hug anybody, you know, human. So it's so nice to be able to talk to you guys, even like this. So keep doing what you're doing and have a have a toast of tequila tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, you guys. We'll talk soon.